If your brokerage is also trying to scale, here are some tips about what your TMS needs to be. Cloud-based for easy access anywhere. Have all your broker tools on one screen. Seamless integrations with all load boards and capacity tools. Built for both truckload and LTL loads. Free to update. And no lag time, no crashes, with easy to export highly detailed data reporting. Schedule a demo now and ask about getting your first month free. And welcome to this week and put that coffee down the freight sales podcast for for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host today and we have a very special guest uh, Carter Striver uh, from Exo Freight will be joining us here in a second. But before we get started, let's talk a little bit about freight tech. Curtis knows all about freight tech. We'll talk a little bit about freight tech once he comes on. But Freight Waves now has nominations open for the Freight Tech 100 Awards. They opened earlier this month, July 5th. They close August 26th. So, so go in, nominate, nominate yourself. Nominate a, a, a vendor that you like. Nominate uh, friends and, and partners. And nominate everyone and we will tabulate that. We will assemble those. We'll send it out to our list and panel of voters who are titans of the, the freight tech and, and freight industry. And we will announce those live on stage here in Chattanooga, Tennessee on November 3rd, which is the third and final day of F3, the Future of Freight Festival that we'll be holding here in, in Chattanooga. So if you haven't bought a ticket yet, go buy a ticket to F3, come out, and you'll be able to see the presentation in person on day three. So um, let's do uh, Ty real quick. So Ty TMS, our sponsor for for July, uh, I'm sorry, for August, I'm back uh, a month uh, previously. So our, our sponsor here for, for August, uh, fantastic TMS software. Here, Ty TMS. Oh, gosh, I can't talk today, guys. Can we? Uh, can we hit that a little bit? Um, Ty TMS saves three PLs and brokers an average of over two hours a day per rep, with a smooth workflow designed to help you speed up your process and scale the growth of your brokerage. With a centralized platform integrated with your load boards. Rating tools and carry compliance. Thai TMS customers see an average 30% increase in monthly shipment volume. Visit thai-software.com today to schedule a demo. So without any further ado, uh, we're going to talk about solving problems today and how that is that's a key to, to success in life, whether it's sales or whatever it may be. It is taking big, hairy, complex problems and being able to really break it down and solve those and getting really good at it. And that's that's the key as well. So I'm going to bring on Curtis Driver. He's a CEO and co-founder of Exo Freight here on the show with me right now. Curtis, great to see you again. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, I think the last time I was on this show, I was wearing a different shirt, but uh, you know, now wearing the Exo Freight flag. <laughs> 
I, I, that is right. You're wearing a different shirt, and it was a different time and different places. Right when the lockdowns were, were starting to happen, and people were going home, and you'd flown down, and and you'd been doing meetings in Atlanta and a few in Chattanooga, I think, and you're getting canceled a little bit just because uh, everyone they weren't accepting visitors anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was right when uh, I was I was doing a roadshow visiting current customers at my last company. And uh, right when I got to Chattanooga, uh, the, the pandemic had started and I was getting on a plane as quickly as possible back to San Francisco. <laughs> I, exactly right. Yeah. But now you're not in San Francisco anymore. You're wearing a different shirt. Tell, tell us a little bit about Exo Freight, what you specialize in and what you're up to. Yeah. So shortly after that uh, pandemic, uh, my brother and I um, launched Exo Freight. Exo Freight's a open deck marketplace, or is a marketplace for open deck shipping. So you know we're the digital freight brokerage focused on the flatbed side of the market. Um, founded it, you know, just after that pandemic started in about May 2020, and you know, growing ever since. So now we're we're we've got a, a, our main headquarter location just outside of Detroit uh, in Royal Oak. We're at about 62 people and and growing ever since. So, and that, that's a good segue into into what we're going to be talking about today. It comes from an article, Fast Company. I know if, if you're familiar with that that publication, and, and it's an excerpt. It's is written by AJ Jacobs, but it's an excerpt of uh, his book, The Puzzler: One One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever, from Crosswords to Just Jigsaws to the Meaning of Life. And we'll segue because there's five points here of how to solve problems. So when you talk about having having a marketplace or uh, anything for open deck, I mean that that is a series of puzzles that you have to solve one by one, really to to, to address the entire market. Because I, I did a lot of open deck flatbed uh, loads as a, as a freight broker, and each one is completely different. It seems. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that those are. Probably, you know, those are like some of the core day-to-day operational problems we face, right? As as we work with customers, as we work with carriers, um, but certainly, you know, building a company uh, that manages those complications and exceptions, along with building all of the technology from the ground up and and all of the products and features to support the customer and the carrier throughout the process. Um, it's just uh, it's it's definitely a mountain to say the least, right? Uh, we we definitely chose a very hard problem to solve, um, and then have to build all the technology, you know, to actually help us solve those problems or to solve the problem. That's where the profits lay, right? The 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 hard problems that that no one else wants to solve or can solve, and you know that's where the the riches are in in those niches. Um, but, but let's go through the five steps. Let, let's go through the five sure. steps. And, and the first step here, and, and this is really uh, about problems that, that seem too daunting, too hairy for you to even address. And sometimes it, sometimes it's stumbling blocks a, a little bit that are inconveniences. But the first rule is don't get furious, get curious. Yeah. And I think I that's that, the, the mm-hmm, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I, I think that we probably face that every day, right? I mean, it's it's a it's an it's it's weird to understand, like, some of our customers on some of the things that they allow us to do, and and ultimately, like, as well as internal operations, like, every day, like, we actually have to be be asking like deeper questions of like, why do we do it this way, or why should we do it this way, or why have we always done it this way? And like, a lot of people's responses, you know, that's how we've always done it, or that's how the customer wants us to do it. 
you know, but I think for our company, it's like, that's what helps us grow. Um, that's what helps us like productize some of those problems. You know, if we start to really dig deep on a specific problem and ask very pointed questions, um, the result is, you know, us allow, uh, allows us to build something to solve, you know what I mean? To like keep pushing us forward. Mm -hmm. So we're not just like pushing the same rock up the same hill every single day, right? Like if we ask those pointed questions, if we get to the core problems or the core reason why those, those problems arise, um, then we can productize it. Then we can build a, a piece of our TMS or maybe it's a carrier solution or a, pro, a shipper solution that allows us to like move faster uh, and not have to just come back and again, that same rock up the same hill every single day. Yeah. I think, um, I think a lot of people throw up their hands, uh, you know, the, the first obstacle on a problem that, that they just give up or that they get so upset that they can't solve anything. They can't think about things clearly. And it reminds me of a, a book that I read a few years ago. I, I always recommend it. It's the subtle art of not giving an F, right? And, um, and and part of the basis of the book, I don't know if you've read it or not, but yeah. part of the basis of the report is uh, of the book and, and the thought process is that life is problems. Life is a series of of problems that need to be solved, and happiness comes from solving those problems. So if you're not solving problems then you're going to be unhappy. And this is what really, and, and basically part of that is, is being curious, you know, enjoying the problems because you get to control your own problems. Uh, you get to make those choices. No matter what you do, you're always going to have problems, but you get to, to choose the obstacles and problems that you want to tackle. And if you enjoy solving those puzzles, you're going to be way better off than trying to deal with problems that you don't want to deal with. I, th I think it also gives you like a sense of worth too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you can accomplish, you know, like at our company, you know, we always break things down into, you know, as an example, objectives and key results. Okay. The objective is to do X, right? But okay, that's a pretty daunting task. And, and, you know, the when I go back to like the sense of worth, you know, thinking about our people or this could be anybody, this could mm -hmm. be just in your life, right? If you can break down a large objective, I want to do X, Y, Z by this date into like, six or seven smaller, like achievable milestones, um, getting to the objective or finish the objective is like far more rewarding, right? Because you know, you had you know, small wins along the way. It is far more rewarding. And you go into the, the second, second uh, tip for solving complex problems is chop your problem up into little bits, right? Yeah. And, it, and then the, the, the whole cliche of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It goes yep. right into that. But that is, is taking a larger goal and chopping it up into a staircase, right? A staircase of, of smaller goals that you do. I always call it activity, right? I always think about activity. If I take a goal, I'll break it down to the most minuscule activity. How much do I have to do of that? Which leads to this, which leads to that, which leads to the other. And all of a sudden, after... Uh, it, when you complete all those, if you put in the work and, and it, it, go back to sales, it's all about activity, right? If, if you're all, always active, if you're hitting that, if you're doing a good job doing that, you know, not, you know, going through the motions, but if you're really enjoying those daily activities, uh, then the payoff's going to get there. Well, I can think of you like, like you mentioned, kind of like relating it back to sales. You know, I think even, you know, again, I, I'm, doing a much different role today, but certainly always doing, um, you know, enterprise sales, uh, to some degree, 
And I think mm-hmm. that if you're thinking about it, you know, if you're a salesperson today, uh, being able to break down a sale and in, uh, into like different milestones or different phases actually will help you achieve a far higher success rate, like overall, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. your close rate will actually go up if you say, hey, whenever I'm breaking down, you know, maybe the process and the, and the milestones change, but like, you should understand on, on, you know, the first call with a customer is not the time to close them. It's actually the time to achieve, you know, yep. maybe getting three pain points. And then, you know, the next call is understanding, for example, okay, who are my stakeholders? Or maybe doing it all on the same call. But again, it's like saying, I can't get the same, like, I can't close the deal until I achieve, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so closing is now, you know, far easier in that sense, because it's now just saying, okay, well, as long as I can mark, you know, check these six boxes, like it should result in a close or you have at least a higher probability and you can actually control the outcome because you're saying, you know, if I won, it's because I hit these six check boxes. If I lost, but still hit six checks, six check boxes, like maybe that's a true no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. You know, it's, it's breaking that into the sales process. And it goes back to something what we talk about is we have the selling process, right? And that's internal. And those are, you know, the, the stages that you're supposed to check those boxes off. Um, but that's much different than the buying process. Your, your buyer's process, you have to go through that process with them no matter what, or 99 out of 100 times, once you get to the, the, the closing stage, they're going to say no because you haven't taken them through the process they needed to, to say yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, okay, number three here is turn the puzzle upside down or backwards or any other way. I think this is uh, a key to, to quite a bit of it is, is you have to be creative because a lot of problems uh, haven't been solved before. You know, I think a lot of problems are, are unique to your own situation, right? So Exo Freight has this, you know, similar problems to every other company, but they're unique because of the variables in play. So no one else can solve your problem. You've got to do it and you've got to be as creative as possible to to, to make it through it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the, I could probably give you a hundred examples of very unique, you know, breaking down the puzzle and kind of flipping it on its head, mm-hmm. uh, especially in our business, right? But I mean, you know, the the, the age old problem with our, I mean, this is really like with any like freight brokerage or like marketplace style businesses, you sort of have this, you're always constrained for us specifically, like always constrained on like one side of our marketplace, right? So like, you know, for us, it's always the capacity mm-hmm. side that's more constrained. So you could do two ways. You could say, well, like that's life and we're just gonna have to power through that and just deal with it. Or, you know, for us, like we're actually thinking of some really creative ways that haven't really been done before and working mm-hmm. reverse to say, okay, like, what is actually the problem and why is capacity scarce or why is there not enough supply? Okay, now we've understood why and working all the way back up to, to a solution. Um, we do that every day. Like, that's just like a minor example, but I mean, we do it with our product. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why, you know, just in our TMS, even for our internal users, I mean, there's a number of different ways, but I mean, like, that's actually what, what makes this the most fun part of the job is like taking these, you know, sort of, these big, like inconceivable win, like problems to how do we overcome them? And like, if we just work backwards, um, it, we always seem to come to some solution that that makes sense. And I think you could apply that, you know, to, to every part of your life. You, you can. And I, I think that's, uh, that is a key that you kind of mentioned there is that these aren't 
you know, once a week type of, of tips for problems. You have problems every minute of, of every day and basically every second. So they are constant. And the, the more you practice these five tips and, and really enjoying solving problems and, and, and putting yourself in a position to solve the problems that you want to solve and get yourself out of the, 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 the problems that you don't want to solve, the, the happier you're going to be. And, um, and you know what? Copying your competitors, copying what they're doing uh, is a recipe for, for failure in, in a lot of ways. And that this part of being creative, trying something new, uh, you know, coming up with a new solution to an old problem, right? Capacity um, in, in the flatbed market. But you have to, to, to really be creative and, and try a, a number of different things and learn from each thing that doesn't work because the, the, the problems and the, the solutions in there somewhere. Um, it just takes time to, to define it. Yeah. I think that's, uh, you know, one of the things we always talk about is like, you know, if we're going to try to win and try to, you know, beat this problem, for example, sometimes it's a bet. Sometimes you may have one or mm-hmm. two bets out there and like there's a, there's a level of risk that you have to accept uh, understanding that sometimes the solution is not like, like whatever you try it may, it may not pay off, but like if you're not even mm-hmm. willing to accept the risk of, of attempting to solve that, um, you're probably not going to solve it, right? You're probably just going to say, "Hey, it's just going to this is this is the way it's going to be." Like we're not we're mm-hmm. too risk averse to like try a few bets um, that may or may not pay off, but like ultimately, you know, if three bets don't pay off, you know, now we actually know you know what doesn't work, and we can keep iterating, and that that's actually part of the pro- that's part of the or, uh, part of the uh, process problem solving, right? Yep. Yeah, the, the yep. process yep. of problems, problems solving. I mean, you can have everything planned out perfectly, and it doesn't work out. And and one of the just remember that you know, as as I don't know if Sun Tzu or or who said it, but as a battle plan, but it works well in business. Is that no business plan ever survives contact with the customer? So 100%. whatever you think of is the, the, the perfect plan and this is how we're going to do it. It is going yeah. to, as soon as you take it out into the marketplace, it's going to get destroyed. Yes. In yeah. usually very and we, good ways, right? And then you pivot from there and you figure out, and that's part of the process. Yeah, we've, we've released a number of, especially like on the product side of our business, software side, uh, mm-hmm. we, we've seen a number of those things. You know, we uh, I'll give you like a really... Kind of a funny example that I, I joke about yeah. now is, is when we were building our, our carrier portal, you know, it was a very, we had our engineering team, our product team, our design team, you know, very focused on delivering uh, the perfect experience for a carrier when interacting with XO Freight. Uh, from a design, like from a ideation and, and on paper, I think we nailed it. Uh, on the day of the release, uh, what we noticed was every, you know, 50% of users were dropping off almost immediately and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as you say, the plan, the second it made contact with a customer, you know, sort of never survives or fell apart. Um, somebody forgot to deploy like one last PR for the mobile version. So <laughs> anybody in the mobile immediately, you know, had to, you know, just didn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a funny example of, of, you know, for us, we had it mapped out perfectly, you know, on the execution side, maybe we had a couple of gaps, right? That's all now solved and fixed, right? But it's it's to your point. Um, I think that's a, a clear example of how the plan did not 
necessarily make it to the customer or potentially fell apart uh, right at the final stage when it when it hit the the hands of the users. <laughs> I, exactly right. I mean, this is, and it takes us to to be supremely flexible, being ready to pivot. I think there's a lot of naysayers out there. Stay away from naysayers who will tell you that. Um, and that not necessarily that this won't work or, or this can't happen, um, but but that they're always cheering the failures, right? Like, of course, this would never work. Well, maybe not, but you have to go through the process. You, you yeah. have to go through the process so you can have a button-down plan. And as soon as you, you take it out, there are going to be flaws in it. There always is. No one's perfect. And enjoy the flaws because those flaws are going to point out we didn't think about, we didn't take account for execution problems, and you're just going to get better after that. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, I'm sure all companies face this or, you know, just people in general, like the naysayers, right? Hey, we're going to do this. And, and you got 10 people saying, hey, it's not going to work for XYZ reason. But I think what they fail to sort of realize is like, yeah, maybe you've seen it over there and it didn't like, mm -hmm. I mean, the word work very subjective, like maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. I think anybody could, depending on who you ask, right? But the, yes. the amount of learning that occurs in those experiences, um, it's like far more valuable. Like, hey, I understand you've got six reasons why this doesn't work, but like, what don't we know, right? And I think there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, um, there's a picture that always goes around uh, of like a World War II airplane. And it, it, it talks about where when the planes were coming back, they would always wonder, you know, why they would come back with bullet holes. And so they were thinking about, okay, the bullet holes are here, here, and here on the wings. Let's reinforce those areas of the wings so there's no more bullet holes. Well, what they actually realized is, wait a second, what about the planes that didn't come back? Where were those bullet holes? And that's mm -hmm. actually where we reinforce. We don't care where the bullet holes are on the planes that came back. We care about where the bullet holes are on the planes that didn't come back. So it's like a totally reverse yeah. way of thinking. Um, and I think that's ultimately one of the greatest, you know, problem solving uh, things that I've ever seen. Right. It's like that makes total sense. Like, who cares? You know, these planes are made it back. So clearly it wasn't that big of a problem. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. You're solving, a, a you know, a minor problem, but you're overlooking the major problem. The, the major yeah, exactly. flaw that that really would move the needle, right? If all the planes came yeah. back with bullet holes in the wings, right? You, you know, the the, none went down. They all came back, though, right? The, yeah. that, that's what you yeah, want. Exactly. You know, where they're shot yeah. doesn't matter as long as they make it back. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, the, the the fifth the fifth point here uh, is find the toehold. I think we've been talking about this uh, kind of throughout. Is is breaking it down to its most elemental thing that, that you can actually do today, that, that activity, whatever it may be, breaking it down. Abe Lincoln kind of uh, said this as well. As part of the problem-solving process is, you know, if you're going to chop down a tree, you're going to spend 90% of your time sharpening your axe and 10% of the time cutting. So if it takes you some time to find that entry point, the the the, the detail that everyone else mix, missed, and that's the reason why it doesn't work. Spend that time, do that, be patient, but don't be uh, too patient, right? Don't, don't do analysis by paralysis. Do real analysis and, and tinker around while you go. When, we were, when, when I was going through Y Combinator, right, and we were building a company inside mm -hmm. of a startup accelerator, you know, this was like a big thing that they would preach day in and day out. You know, you could spend 
the entire three months of Y Combinator, like trying to like solve this massive complex problem and building all the products and features to go through uh, and, and solve, you know, something that was huge or, you know, you could, you know, they're always focused on revenue, for example, right? So you could spend your mm-hmm. three months doing that, or you could spend your three months, you know, looking for a very small solvable problem today that will generate you, you know, some significant revenue that's, you know, an mm-hmm. MVP. Maybe it's not the full solution. It doesn't have every feature that your end customer would need, but like, does it have the absolute bare minimum to achieve some level of Hey, you're on the right path. Hey, this is you know this is mm-hmm. success. Now we just need to add features, and it's something that they preach every day. And and that's why some of those companies are are, are able to move so fast. It's because they're they're sort of preaching the toehold, right? Find the smallest, mm-hmm. you know, solvable immediate problem that gets you at least in the door, because you have you have time to build the rest of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if if you if you kind of think about that. Um, you know, even for, you know, people that are in the sales process, you know, as you talk about, uh, as you talk with a customer, like you are not going to solve all their problems during the, the front end of a sales process. But if you can zero in on, you know, maybe one or two, like really, really large pain points, like Mm -hmm. you can get a yes. And then you have lots of time to go, uh, in the future, you know, and work with the customer beyond well, thank you so much for, for coming by, Curtis. This is always a, a pleasure uh, seeing you and, and talking to you. And um, and if you haven't checked out XO Freight, go check out XO Freight and what uh, these guys. And congratulations on the, the, the raise that you did earlier this year. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And always, uh, always happy to be on, Kevin. Thank you, Curtis. And for everyone else, this is, uh, wraps it for this week. Put that coffee down. You can catch us Every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Freight Waves TV. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses to win these expenses. I got expenses to win these expenses. I've been getting out of work. I've been getting out of work. I've been shutting down the stars.